If you struggle with putting your passion for your business into your writing, you are not alone, my friend. Maybe something never feels quite right when you're typing out your homepage or drafting up an email. It feels safe, bland, discombobulated, corporate, and frankly, kind of meh. And you deserve better, which is why I'm so excited for you to meet today's guest on the show, Lucy Bedevi. Lucy is a successful copywriter who has worked with seven-figure coaches, global fashion brands, world-famous bakeries, booming e-commerce companies, and tons of creative entrepreneurs. And she's sharing her best strategies, how you can find your brand voice in this episode. Hey there, welcome to the Blissful Bliss Podcast. I'm your host, Susanne Reicher, here to help yoga and wellness entrepreneurs build a thriving online business. If you're ready to make a bigger impact and earn money online, you are in the right place. Each week you learn about websites, digital products, social media strategies, and what's working now to build your online business. And now let's get started. Hi, Lucy. Welcome to the Blissful Biz Show. Hi, thank you for having me. Yay. So you're joining us from um, Mexico City, right? Yes. Uh, tell us, what, you, what brought you there? Um, I've never been here and I'm a very adventurous soul. So I really wanted to come here and explore and eat really good food, meet people, learn Spanish and just like really expand myself while also being able to stay close to US time zones because Q4 tends to be a little crazy. You're still working for clients one-on-one -on -one as well. right? Yes. So tell us what you do. Tell us a little bit about all your offers, what you're offering. Yeah. So I'm a copywriter. So what that means is I write all of the marketing that you see on websites and sales pages and email marketing campaigns. Um, and in terms of my offerings, I usually work one-on-one -on -one with a client writing for them. Um, but I also do audits and I have a template shop. So I'm a little bit all over, but my main goal is to just help give you the messaging you need to make an impact. Ooh, we have talked to talk more about the template shop. Um, At the end, maybe. Yeah. Um, but I was really excited to talk a little bit more also about branding and finding your voice because, you know, a lot of um, our listeners are yoga teachers. And um, I know that it's a big struggle for a lot of people. Like, how do I express myself? And you know, in the yoga world, sometimes it's too spiritual and woo-woo. Sometimes it's not enough. So yeah. sometimes you just start by copying someone. I mean, that's like how I started as well. And I think I'm still struggling sometimes to find my own voice. So yeah, I don't really I have think... a question there. <laughs> so let's dive into that. Yeah. So I think like, especially if you are in the spiritual world or if you are a yoga teacher, you are in health and wellness, sometimes like thinking about yourself from a business standpoint is like not natural because, you know, you came on this earth to help people, to heal them, to make them feel better. So to think that you're a business, you might be like, oh, that doesn't really feel right to me. But if you can establish your brand voice and your brands, you can actually reach more people and you can serve more people. So I would just say like to start kind of with a mindset shift is really view yourself as a brand and as a business business that can amplify your impact. It's not like sleazy or salesy or any of those negative words to make that mindset shift and start to think, okay, how can I grow myself? How can I grow my impact? How do you um, recommend someone um, to get started? 
Like, you know, like someone just did their yoga teacher training, was just getting started, building their business, trying to establish um, themselves. So what would be the first step? Yeah. So I think the first step is just getting really clear on who you want to serve. Um, so if let's say you like love working with women, like right after they have a baby, um, this maybe can be your ideal client, or maybe you like working with teenagers because you notice that they need a lot of emotional support during that like tumultuous time in their life. So that would be a really great target market for you. I would just say, stay away from the biggest business pitfalls, which are things like I serve women or I serve people in their thirties and forties because yeah, technically these are demographics, but they're huge. Um, so it's really going to be hard to speak to people on a soul to soul level in your messaging and in your marketing if you're trying to talk to everybody. I don't think you should necessarily put those demographics in your copy anyway, right? Even if you have them in the back of your mind. I mean, of course, sometimes it makes sense when it's a really strong part of your brand. And so it's like, okay, I serve women and it's just like only woman because it's a safe space. Then, of course, put it in your copy, but you don't have to. Oops, sorry. Um, at the age group, I think necessarily. Yeah. I mean, sometimes it's helpful for certain people. Like I've worked with some health coaches that specifically work with women going through menopause. Um, yeah. so like, yeah, so I would definitely agree with you there. Like it's not about the number, it's about the life stage. So if you feel like it really would like beef up your argument to like call these people out by name, like talk about the life stage that they're in, if it's new grads or if it's people who just became grandparents, like make sure this is in your messaging, but exactly you can have demographics that are in your messaging and demographics that you're like, I know my ideal client makes over a million dollars a year, but you don't necessarily have to say that even if you know that you do have this high-end clientele. Yeah, that's what I meant. Exactly. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, sorry, I just need a cup of water. Yeah. <laughs> it's tough with podcasts because you're like talking and you're like, oh man, <laughs> I'm dry. <laughs> yeah, so it's so much talking. Yeah, more talking than I did all day because I was just like working on my computer all day long alone. <laughs> um, so I just have to, I don't know, I probably didn't use my voice enough today. <laughs> <laughs> um, but what I wanted to get more into it because we already talked, okay, just like start with what you do, which gets a little bit into niching. And um, I know what a lot of people are struggling with is coming up with, I call it a brand message, whatever you want to call Mm -hmm. it, brand statement or something that resonates with people because things like, just like, um, um, I have to come up with an example. Um, Go deeper in your yoga practice. That's very general, right? And it's not something that people normally see as a problem. Oh, I'm not deep enough in my yoga practice. Yeah. Do you have like an approach? Because I think I know it's really difficult for a lot of people to to come up with something that really resonates with their audience. Yeah, I think a lot of it comes down to or too general. Um, oftentimes we'll say things like, you know, live a life that's free. Okay. Well, Mm. like that, that sounds really nice, but like, what does that even mean? Does it mean you like leave your spouse and like say, bye kids, like I'm free now, you know, like a lot of us like have these like pie in the sky ideas of what we want to do for people, but the day-to-day person can't relate to the transformation that we say we're going to make for them. Um, so I think when it comes to that, listen to your ideal client, when they come into your world, when they purchase from you, you know, a lot of people will tell you why 
why they bought from you. They're excited. They're empowered. They're just like, okay, I just hired you. Like I hired you because of this, this, and this. Let's do this. Okay. So now what I want you to do is when they say, I hired you because of this, this, and this, write that down. And that's what you're going to be using to communicate and continuing to make your message resonate because it came straight from your ideal client's mouth. Yeah, that's beautifully said, definitely. Um, and that's what I recommend always as well. Just like do some interviews, get direct people, talk to your students, ask them, and then listen more than you talk. Absolutely. And like, yeah, and use that in your copy. Um, do you have any other tips um, when it comes to your brand statement or brand message? Yeah, I would say don't be afraid to be a little bit avant-garde, um, especially if you are in like the yoga world or if you are in the spiritual world, if you're in the wellness world, you know, we're not, we're not buttoned up lawyers and doctors that have to stay by these strict regulations. If you want to curse, if you want to just like talk, like speak how you would speak to a friend, do it. Be conversational. It doesn't have to be like company A's mission is dot, dot, dot. You know, that's so corporate and that's not who you are if you're a personal brand. So let yourself be more personal. Yeah, let's talk about personal brand because I talk about it, um, not a lot, but I talked about it before. I'm not sure that all our listeners know what we mean by that. Do you want to just like elaborate a little bit on that? Yeah, of course. So if you're a personal brand, it means you are the brand. So if it's, um, if it's your first name or if it's your full name that you're going by, but even if it's not, even if you go by a company name, but you're the one showing up on Instagram, you're the one that they know as the face behind the brand, you are a personal brand. So the idea of not being a personal brand, because sometimes I think it's easier to think about these things as the negative is if you run like a yoga studio, in that case, you wouldn't be the personal brand. It would be the studio and what the studio stands for. And you'd be promoting the team of teachers that you have. But if you are the teacher, if you are looking to grow and be like an expert in your field, then you are a personal brand. I agree. And um, it also means that you have to show up. Yes. (laughs) So, um, you know, you can't really hide behind. And I think even um, when you are a yoga studio or a business, um, it's going to be beneficial when you make it more personal by really mm-hmm. then showing the people who work for that business. Or maybe you have to, you have a face for the business, you know, like, like it's like all those big brands, they pay so much money to make their brands more personal. And that's why they all use celebrities in their marketing, just to add mm-hmm. some personality to their brand. And normally you already have that because, right? So, yeah. um, I know that a lot of people really shy away from that and it's so essential. Do you show up on video a lot to get a client? I do. Yeah, I actually, most of my strategy is through reels. I was very resistant to it at first because I was thinking like, yeah, I was like, (laughs) I'm not here to be a video influencer. I'm a writer. Um, But once I got into it and it starts to feel like very natural. Um, So if you're like struggling to show up or you're struggling to go live, I mean, I always tell people like never do a marketing strategy that doesn't feel aligned, but, you know, give it a month, like try and post like five to 10 really short videos. You can batch create them. Do like the basic ones with the pointing or the lip syncing. Like you don't have to get fancy. And if you find out that you really like this channel of marketing, then you can dive into it and get better at it and get fancier. And if you're just like, this is so not for me, old ways of marketing still do work. So you can always start a blog. You can always start a Pinterest. You can always start a podcast if you're okay with your voice being heard, but not you don't want to show your face. So there's so the point is there's just so many options. So dip your toes in, try things. But the main thing is pick something and be consistent with it. 
Yes, absolutely. And um, I've been shying away from reels and videos actually for a really long time as well. And I, I know that it definitely, definitely slowed me down my growth mm -hmm. because nothing builds trust as fast as showing up on video because people feel like they know you already even if they've yeah. never seen you face to face it's just like yes of course you can build a business just writing a blog but it's going like in today's world oh my god it's going to take you so much longer and you're probably going to have to spend money then on ads if you don't really show up on video because that's the only thing actually that gets organic reach now on social media so. yeah absolutely no I think I think it really comes down to just putting yourself out there and like leaving your comfort zone. And I, I thought I was going to be so cringy on video. I mean, if you looked at my early videos, you'd be like, she needs to not do this. Um, but I, I just pushed through it and I, I didn't look at the negative comments. I think that's really hard as we think we're going to get negative comments and we probably will, especially if we go viral. Um, and just realizing like the people who are going to give us negative comments aren't going to buy from us. In fact, they're probably not even like normal people who are not going to buy from us. They're like total internet haters. Um, so just like once you realize like these people don't mean anything to you and you should just really show up and promote the business that is lighting your soul on fire because you deserve to grow it yes definitely beautifully said and you sound so oh my god you have like you're you're speaking like you're writing it's <laughs> amazing i can't believe that any video of you was um not as good oh it's more when i tried to dance <laughs> <laughs> okay okay <laughs> That doesn't translate. <laughs> Writers and dancers, two separate circles, no overlap. But that can work very well and go viral as well. Yeah. <laughs> People are not watching that for the perfect dance moves, right? That's true. Yeah. Um, so when it comes then to niching, finding your niche, your brand message, I you know, like and now a lot of um, yoga teachers they do all the things they have other training they do other things and they really don't want to put themselves in a box so I'm, mm -hmm. I'm sure you have that issue with your clients as well I do this and this and this and this and this how do you have them choose. Yeah. I mean, I'm always a believer that more education is never a bad thing. So if you have like a lot of qualifications and you feel like you can serve a lot of people, that is amazing. But there has to be some sort of connection between people. And it's really hard to connect with people. Like I said, in the beginning of this episode, if your message is general. So in that case, if you serve a lot of different people, I would make it so let's say you have different offers or memberships. Maybe you like you branch out into multiple memberships. You have one membership for one of your passions, another membership for another one of your passions. So you can build these like specific little groups, but at the same time, you know, you're not pigeonholing yourself into one demographic and then like being like, oh man, I like, I really miss working with like men straight out of college or one of these demographics that maybe it's hard to talk to if you want to talk to a different demographic. So I would just say, treat yourself like a serial entrepreneur and just realize you can serve everyone, but not at the same time. Yeah, I, I, I agree partly. But I also would say keep it simply and choose one thing for now <laughs> because you can't do everything at the same time, especially when you're just getting started. And when you build like a six-figure business with your one membership, then maybe you can add another one. That's what I would say. 
Yeah, <laughs> no, I mean, there's like, definitely. I've been there, my own experience, <laughs> trying to do all the things. And then, of course, it's more comfortable to create like a new training or course because, you know, like that's what we're good at. That's what we trained at instead of just like getting out there and marketing and selling something. And when something didn't go, like I had that situation where launch didn't go as well as planned when I was getting started. I was like, oh, no, now I have to create a new product instead of just like going back, making it better, figuring it out, listening to my audience, you like really trying to (laughs) grow it. And um, I see that um, a lot with some of my students, they want to do that as well. So I'm like, no, no, you just like one product that you're going to do and promote and one platform that you're going to use to grow your traffic and you're like keep it simple especially when you're getting started yeah no absolutely if you're one of those people that's listening and you have a tendency to like start projects and not finish them or feel yourself get really demoralized if a launch doesn't go well then 100 i'm just going to talk to you right now and say you are the kind of person who needs to develop a signature offer and like sell the heck out of it um and then you can think about expanding i think kind of what i was trying to get into is a little bit more of like you can have multiple offers you can have like a hierarchy of how people work with you maybe your one-on-one clients are a little bit more diverse because it's just people who resonate with you, but your membership is very specific. So that's a nice way to get around completely niching down and feeling like you're missing out, but still being able to obviously not overwhelm yourself to the point that you're not even taking action. You're just developing new offers. Yeah, definitely. Um, I would also say when it comes to choosing your niche, just don't overthink it, especially when you're just getting started because you don't know it anyway. You have no experience. You just don't know. You don't know what you don't know. You just have to pick something and it's going to pivot. You're going to pivot in your business. Like in 12 months, it's probably going to look completely different anyway. (laughs) Yeah, no, for sure. I think especially when you're just starting out, like don't feel like you have to know like who your ideal client persona is. It's okay to have a very general niche. And then you like realize, oh, this person's like very attracted to me. Maybe I should dive into like working more with these kinds of people. Yes, exactly. Um, It doesn't have to be as general as like yoga for everybody and all the styles for everybody. That would be maybe a little bit too general, but you know, like it could be general and you could add some kind of personality in your copy by like or how you present yourself um just like by being you and you know like by being um really like a standalone version that resonates then with people yeah absolutely so I struggle with that sometimes. It's a little bit this being lost in translation because I'm not a native English speaker. And then I I read a lot of English copy. And then, of course, I get influenced by that. And I think I started like, I really like this, y'all, this like this Southern US. <laughs> like, and then I was like, this doesn't make sense that I'm using those expressions. <laughs> That's not really authentic. I'm not from the Southern states of, an, of the US. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I totally hear you. I think like with your brand voices, it's a dance, you know, you're trying to figure out like, of course, you can do things that you enjoy and take risks and leave your comfort zone. But at the end of the day, it still has to feel like you. It still has to sound like you. Yeah, I'm not saying that anymore. (laughs) (laughs) I try to find other expressions. Um, But it's 
as a not native English speaker, it's definitely more challenging. I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. I could not like I I do speak some languages, but emphasis on speak. I could like never imagine like having to write in them. Yeah, I, I could never imagine doing it in another language, but English. Always when I start learning another language, I'm like, I'm never going to be as good as in English. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's like, oh, I might just give up. Um, I'm learning <laughs> Portuguese now because I want oh, to cool. move to Portugal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, that's a fun language and very different than both German and English. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, it's Latin based. Of course, yeah, it's still yeah, different language, but not as different <laughs> as I don't know, like Thai or or like Arabic or like something where you're yeah. like, no, I need to learn a whole new alphabet. Exactly. <laughs> um. So, what other tips do you have if somebody um wants to is saying, okay, how do I find my brand voice? How do I really um, put that in my copy? Yeah. So the first tip I have is a little bit of self-promotion. Um, you can head down to findmybrandvoice.com. And that's where I have my free quiz where it'll tell you what your brand voice is and how to write in it. Um, I didn't want to just give you your adjectives because that's useless if you don't know how to actually put them into practice. Um, and my second tip would just be start seeing how you write naturally. I'm not talking about the way you learned in school or the way you had to write formally for your corporate job. I'm talking about like how you write in your journal or how you write like fiction stories if you're into just like typing things whenever you have feelings and thoughts. Um, and just see like what, how do things tend to come out of you? Do you tend to be a little bit more formal? Do you tend to use like a lot of like really like beautiful flowers? language or do you tend to like have fragments and like three word sentences you're a woman of few words so just kind of seeing like how you're writing and then thinking okay well how can I bring this to my brand how can I start writing like me and not like the way that I was forced to write or the way that I was taught uh, that's that, those are great tips so thanks for that and we're going to add the link to the show notes to the quiz perfect I love a good quiz so I love a good quiz I'm always on BuzzFeed for that reason <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So tell us more about the template that you created. I think that sounds really interesting. Yeah. So the vision for the template shop is I really want it to be that place for new entrepreneurs that want support, but they can't afford or they're not ready or they have no desire to do done for you copywriting. Um, so essentially I'm creating three big templates, um, one foundational template and a bunch of mini templates. And now that I said this on a podcast, I feel like I'm very like beholden to it. Um, I have accountability. Um, so the only two templates that are out right now, um, is the brand voice template, which after the brand voice quiz. If you take it, you'll actually get a coupon um, for the brand voice template. And that's going to help you just really dive into your brand on like a soul level and see like, what is your brand personality? How can we quantify that? How can we make it that you're using it on every customer touch point? And then the second one, which is like, I guess it could be part two after the brand voice, if you desire, is the web copy template where I show you it's 135 pages. This is not like your like little packet that's just going to be like, okay, now we write. Um, it's really one of those things that takes you step by step, line by line on how to write a professional website for yourself. Um, so as you can see between these two resources, I'm sure you could write a pretty amazing website, even if you're not ready to hire. Oh, that sounds amazing. That sounds so helpful. And yes, yeah, so I think working with a copywriter is great, but it's probably not something that a lot of people can afford when they're really getting started. So it's something you just start with where you are, you get your first clients, you get, get some revenue. And then of course you can like hire a web designer, hire a copywriter. All the things. 
Yeah. I mean, I always tell people like, don't hire expensive people until your offer is validated, um, until you get a couple of clients, until people are like, I want to work with you on like a semi-consistent basis. And then you can think about doing that level up or that scale and being like, okay, I think it's, I think it's time to get serious. I think it's time to get web design, copywriting systems, all those things that are going to help you kind of scale up your business. Yeah, exactly. That's why I have a website course, how to DIY, um, your website. Blissful websites. It's um, with um, how to build a website in WordPress. And I was like, save the money for a web designer. You don't really know what to put on it anyway. <laughs> Invest yeah. in a photo shoot because that's going to make a really big difference. Mm -hmm. For sure. Professional photography is important. I even write that in the template. I'm like, look, you can do the template, but your 2007 picture of you at Disney is not going to cut it. <laughs> that's a good example. Yeah. <laughs> Well, thanks so much. Um, any last tip you want to share? Um, I think my main thing is just keep writing. I think it's something that maybe we did as children and maybe we did it when we were in a more creative headspace, but we kind of turn into adults and we forget to play with words and make stories and just talk about things in, in ways that really let us express ourselves. So I would say if you feel really disconnected from your messaging, you probably feel really disconnected from your play and your creativity. Um, so by like rekindling that, I'm sure you can start to come on some words where you're like, okay, wait, this is who I am. This is my core. This is my business. And then from there, when all of these fragments are floating around in your brain, that's the time to just sit down, get it all on a Google doc, make it ugly. And then you can always edit and clean it up later. Yeah, that's a really good point. And I think it's something that people sometimes forget. You're not necessarily born with this um, expertise, being like a great yeah. copywriter or something, but it takes practice. You really Absolutely. can get better <laughs> just like doing it, just like writing, just like, like doing live videos, talking freely. It's like just practice it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it sounds very cheesy, but practice does make progress. I don't say it makes perfect because none of us are going to be perfect. And that's amazing. Um, but really, if you want to improve at anything, you're just going to have to roll up your sleeves and do it. That's so true. I think that's a beautiful ending. <laughs> <laughs> so where can people go to learn more about you? Yeah. So I live a lot on my website because I, I love to write. Um, so it's myrighthandwoman.com spelled right, spelled like writing. Um, you can also find me on Instagram if you want to see me dance. Um, I am at myrighthandwoman. Again, right spelled like writing. Um, and I think those are my two main hubs for right now. And obviously, if you want to chat, you can always um, email me. My email is on my website. If you want to just fill out that form, especially if you have a project coming up, um, or you can just slide into my DMs if you're a little bit more introverted or you just want to strike up a casual conversation. I would love to hear from you. Thanks, Lucy. Thanks for taking the time and being on the show. Um, it was a pleasure to have you. Thank you. You too. It was great chatting with you. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Blissful Biz Podcast. If you like the show, please leave a review on iTunes. This would mean the world to me. And of course, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast to never miss a new episode. To learn more about how to work with me one-on-one, -on -one, my courses and membership, or to get instant access to freebies, workshops, and more, go to susannoreika.com right now. Thanks for tuning in and see you next time.